Content Lab is brought to you by Scripted. From personal experience, I know Scripted has the copywriters and freelancers you need to bring your content marketing strategies to life. Learn more at scripted.com. All right, we could literally sit here and talk about beer all day. We got to okay. We got to talk about We got to talk about the great Google machine. Hello Google. Hello Google. That's how we lead in. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, Google. Right. With like money sound in the background. Cash register, right? What's that say, Google? Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm fabulous. Welcome to the Content Lab. All right. All right. I'm so happy to have you on here. Ah, I appreciate this. I know. For the friends at home, uh, I have Jason Lindy on joining us today. He is a fellow beer nerd, a fellow Marylander, and what is the genius thing that you do for impact? Because you're also a fellow impactor. That genius thing, I like that. That's a nice lead in. I would say, uh, to sum me up, I am a paid specialist, uh, which means I highly focus on Google uh, paid, LinkedIn paid, uh, YouTube paid, really uh, anything where our clients can spend a little bit of money, drive a little bit of traffic, and hopefully get those results. Yeah, because we're actually at an interesting time right now in inbound where it used to be when inbound marketing first roared onto the scene, mm-hmm. uh, you know, many, many moons ago, many five years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, well, I guess now actually it's more like seven to 10 years ago. People were always saying, you know, all outbound tactics don't really work anymore. You want to go, you want to be a purist. You want to go full inbound, no more traditional outbound advertising strategies. Now, I would say starting about maybe two or three years ago, maybe a little less, we're starting to see an equilibrium Mm -hmm. where you want to lead with a posture that is inbound, where you're, you're attracting people to you with educational content, where you're trying to be the most honest and transparent and thorough teacher in your space. That is, that is the way you earn trust. That is the way you, quote, win the game. Very true, yeah. But we're seeing this balance now where people augment their yeah. inbound tactics with more traditional outbound tactics, such as Google ads, for example. So the paid social advertising, the paid media advertising, um, the stuff that's your bread and butter. So I wanted to have you on today because you and I have had a chance recently to work on a couple of projects together um, about Google ads. And that's helpful for our audience because they need to learn about it. And it's helpful for me because I know nothing about it. But the (laughs) thing that has always been the most foreign to me is the type of copywriting you need to do for it. Yeah, Because it's not just like micro copywriting like you see in social media, especially in the context of Google ads. That is like the microiest of micro copywriting. You have right. to do so much in probably the tiniest amount of real estate possible when it comes to copywriting. So I wanted you to come on today to just talk me through, you know, I'm totally new to this stuff. What are the things I shouldn't be doing and what are the things I should be keeping in mind? When it comes yeah, to so, copy, yeah, yeah, and the struggle is real. Um, that space is small. It, it is a epic battle of all proportions to own it, to get to get there, and ultimately get those clicks. Right? That's 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 really what we want. But it's what we say that elevates us above the rest of the similar 
words that, that people are putting in these ads. So what I mean by that is, is this, right? So we all sit down and we, we go into the lab and we craft these keywords that make sense to our business, whatever that is, that, that process, that product. And then we write ads and we often make um, the choice of incorporating that keyword into that ad, which already eliminates that already limited character micro copy down because now we're, we're making sure to kind of stuff that keyword in there. And we do that because we want the user to feel like that makes sense, right? I just type this word in or a string of words and now I'm seeing that. This must be what I want. And then we try to complete that journey by convincing them with the remainder of what we have left that it is 100% what they need and want. We're gonna answer that pain point. We're gonna give them what they're looking for. So let's now move them into um, you know, that, hopefully that click that then gets to that landing page. The problem is this, the fight, depending what vertical you're in, that fight could be really, really, um, strong. And so you're paying big money to position high because, you know, if you dip out of that position three or you're at the bottom of the page, you're going to lose eyes. So we want to keep with our eyes on the prize. And by doing that, um, everybody can have that same exact message. And that's a problem, right? So now it's just a luck of the draw. It's literally a lottery. It's, if does that person feel like touching the first ad, the second ad, or the third ad, it doesn't really matter and that's that. So you could, you can almost like try to string that copy to be super different, stand out, or you can try to, you know, again, just fight for that position and hope that you get that first finger touch on number one ad. I feel like we had this existential conversation when we were at a brewery a couple weeks ago. Yes. And I think <laughs> I, I, this is now coming back to me. I think I made the analogy that like marketers sit in a lab and we like think we're going to, it's like looking at that aisle of chips that are specifically the tortilla chips. <laughs> right. and everybody's slightly different, right? And everybody thinks they're unique. Like Tostitos has the pink and Mission has like the yellow and brown and like, but when you take a step back and you're a consumer, it pretty much all looks the same. And I think the same happens in this copywriting instance too, when it comes to Google ads, because people are like, mm -hmm well, I'm going to pick this action verb versus that action verb. But when you're the consumer and you're looking at it, it's basically a big wall of tortilla chips. Where it, it is. And, and that's, you know? yeah. And that's why, you know, building your brand, right? So like continually going with the, the inbound tradition of being the authority, putting out premium content that speaks well of how you are the expert at whatever it is you are servicing. Your products are the best because, so you're bringing people in, you're making people brand aware. That's huge because you've already now won a part of that battle that when you start to invest into any of these paid channels, um, you're hoping to capture that person that's already familiar with you. And now, yes, that's right. I remember that name. Now I'm going to click because now I need, you know, I need the remainder of my journey to be complete, whether that's at the bottom of the funnel, middle of the funnel. Um, and that's a big deal. Uh, because yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, for any of us, I recommend this to all, all the clients I work with. If you're not familiar with what's happening in your vertical space, just go to Google. What two, three, four keywords that make sense to you, put them in Google. What is a, what does Google tell you? You know, does it return an educational side of things? In other words, that first page result, are, do you notice that all the organic and paid and snippets, and they're all answers. They're all like, I'm, Google's trying to answer this question. Or is it like product? Is it putting the best like version of a product in front of that, those, those keywords? 
So what does Google deem to be high value? What does the competition look like? And read the messaging behind it because how are they answering the same exact question that you want to answer? And how can you stand out above that? Now, you might not. In other words, you might all have the same exact, we are the best, we are the top, right? You can't avoid that. So then that's, you just then try to position yourself well, then it's a money game, right? That's, that's where that change kind of happens. My question to you is this. So now that we really understand that we're jockeying for a very limited number of spots right. and there is a, a very strong chance that we are going to sound the same no matter how hard we try to, quote, differentiate ourselves. Mm -hmm. What are the key things that we should be doing or should be thinking about when we sit down at that keyboard and go, okay, I need to write a headline uh -huh. or I need to write whatever little descriptor text goes underneath it. What, what are those important things I need to remember if I remember nothing else? Perfect. So when you sit down, if you're looking at your, your keyword that you want to put this ad out there for, make sure that if that was you, does this feel like a conversation that now I want to have? So that's where that little bit of headline, a little bit of description is going to show up. It, depending on our position, we can get lucky and get some of the new expanded stuff. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you don't get the expansion and we get the very minimum of couple, two headlines and a description, let's make sure that that is speaking well enough to answer or start that conversation to then move them into the click. And this is the biggest challenge. Um, so I'm really going to throw a curveball out there. The headlines, they're challenging, right? It's hard to write in such a micro space. But if you do get those clicks and you take them to that landing page, you have to make sure you're able to answer every piece of the puzzle on that page without losing that click. If that, if that person then hits the back button because they don't see what they're exactly looking for, doesn't feel right, doesn't, doesn't work right, You've already paid for that click. You've lost them. They moved on to ad number two, ad number three, right? So the, the new challenge is if even in a crowded space, if everybody sounds the same, that big stack of tortilla shells, right? Ultimately, um, the, uh, you know, you're going to still need to gain that, that trust and continue that trust. And that's, that's the big new challenge is making sure that is it mobile friendly like you have to look at a little techie side of it too it just can't be you know all all words and videos and things like that like there's some other things you have to pay attention to so what are the things that i shouldn't be doing you know the things that you see the most often when you're working with some of our clients where they say how about this and you're like oh this is the rookie mistake i see all the time yeah so there's still some like old hat tricks that people like to do right? And that's keyword stuff. So let's take all their keywords and put it all into a uncomprehensive paragraph, or they try to just jam it and it doesn't read well. Like it just, it's broken. The grammar is poor. Um, and they're trying to, again, fight for those keywords. And that's, that's, that's old hat. Um, the, the new way, the new, <laughs> the new thing everybody should be looking at is it is a, a conversation. That's what Google wants to build this relationship between me, the user, looking for something I'm in need and then a company, a business who can help provide that. And they want to provide the best. So that way I feel like my experience was super, like super amazing with Google. So I, yay Google, right? Cause Google's in the business of making people happy. If they can't continue to make people happy, well then they could fall to someone else who can come along and take that from them. And then for us as, as let's say now I'm the business owner, 
I need to make sure that if I'm paying my, that money and I'm getting people to come in, that that experience still feels just as good, that I'm able to give you everything you need. So make sure that your content, your product is understandable. Um, and if you have a particular service that's a little complex, that's where you start looking at other ways to express yourself. That's where like video comes into play, right? Um, a video goes a long way. You know, now you're, you're connecting, it's more personalized. Um, that's where downloadable pieces come into play. You know, okay, here's a, a short synopsis of, of what I, I can have, you know, in terms of service, I can make you very successful, but here's a more deeper dive. Like, let me give you some more factual elements rather than just some bullet points. So that's, that's like, just kind of always be walking through every step from that keyword to the ad, the ad to the actual page that you're driving them to. Does it make sense? Test it. Test it outside of your company. Everybody's so entrenched in their own business that a lot of times their head, like their brain will actually fill in the blanks and be like, oh yeah, this, no, this totally makes sense. Test, test with friends and family. You know, do you understand what I'm trying to sell you? Do you understand what I'm saying here? And see what the reaction is. What if you don't have the ability to do that kind of testing? Because, you know, sometimes I've encountered folks in my, in my, many, my many varied travels <laughs> um, where, you know, they, they are that person who has been handed Google ads by someone, you know, their boss, someone above, someone lateral, where they're like, thank God you're here. Please deal, deal with this. Sure. Yeah. Just go do it. And they have limited resources, limited time. And what you're describing, I, I completely understand. Mm -hmm. But like for me, especially sometimes I'm just told like copyright will figure it out. Yeah. You know, you don't necessarily, you aren't necessarily given the time you need to do that kind of testing. Sure. And the reason I mentioned that is because like I get this a lot when I'm doing website projects or mm -hmm. when I'm doing, you know, micro copy for things. It's like, well, we, we just need to get it out there and we can go back and refine later. But the problem mm -hmm. with Google ads is that it can very quickly become a money pit. So indeed, how do you bridge that divide when you, that's the, that is the best recommendation, but is it really feasible? Sure. Yeah. And you're, you're absolutely right. That, that is, so that would be the high end recommendation. If you don't have the time or you don't have the staff or, or you're, in a, you're in a rush, you just need to get things out there. Just like what you just said, the data will give you the answers you need back just as fast, but you will lose a little bit of money to that. And that, that you have to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to invest, you know, a couple hundred dollars to get the, the return that I need as in the answers. If I can't poll anyone, if I can't ask people to, you know, I'm going to walk you through what I think the process should look like. Does this feel good to you? If you feel like you've gotten that written well, you feel like your end result's going to be well, put some money into it, get it out there, make sure that you're getting positioned well with your ad and see what happens. You know, ultimately, if you're getting those clicks and you're not getting people filling out forms or downloading the pieces that you want, they're not following the path that you anticipated, there's a part of your answer. Um, so you can get that answer without having to actually bring in other people, but you do still have to spend a little bit of money for that. Um, the only other way you could test that without, you know, uh, investing money is on the organic side is maybe, you know, going to the social channels and kind of like putting a little bit of that sense, like familiar voice and still driving them to that same type of page and just kind of look and see what the traffic does there at an organic level where you're not paying anything for it. So you got a couple options. So you mentioned there about, you know, let it run for a little while. What, what is a little while? Is it a week? Is it two weeks? Is it a month? 
Um, this gets a little bit tricky because depending on who this person is and what kind of budget authority they have and quite honestly, how much they'll be on the hook for if something goes wrong. Sure, sure, yeah. Safe amount of time. Like what is the bare minimum and the max? Yeah, so I, I like to, uh, and, and you hear this a lot, right? Statistical significance, right? So when do you, when do you pull the next lever? When do you pull the plug? Um, so for me, it's not about time. It's about impressions and clicks. So for what I mean, if, if I have 100 impressions, my ad is shown to 100 different people, and I've gotten only two clicks, my messaging is wrong if I am in that top position. So if I know that the data in Google will tell me this, if I'm at the top of the page when the uh, search engine results fire, and people, you know, 100 different people have seen my ad, and I've only gotten a few clicks, then my messaging is not right. Mm -hmm. So now I'm gonna go back and retool. Now the opposite, if I have those 100 impressions and I have a, a significant amount of clicks, but now I'm not getting the downloads or I'm not getting the form fills, well now there's something going on on my landing page. Now I need to make sure like, how can I test that out? Should I move the form? You know, should I look at the form fields? Should I you know, make the call to action a little bit different? That's where I'm testing now my landing page. And then you keep, you never leave that space, right? You're always in it because it's just a loop. <laughs> you know, so you're running this, this loop nonstop uh, until it is so refined that it is generating just such high value, you know, um, that you know that that ad, that message with those keywords are matching up with the right audience at the right time and the landing page just closes the deal for you, right? So that, that's the best way to look at it. Getting back a bit to the tactics of actually writing this copy, I want to throw out a couple of assumptions I've been making and I want you to tell me yes or no. Okay. You should use active voice versus passive voice. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yes? Correct. Correct. Okay. Yep. Action-oriented language. Yes. Okay. Don't do too much like exclamation points, capitalization, free, oh my God, stuff like that. Like being too- Yeah, and Google, Google will limit. Yeah, they'll limit that. They're not a big fan of that either. Really? Um, what are some of the other things they're not a big fan of in copy? Oh, well, I mean, capitalization is a big one. Um, <laughs> obviously, there are, there are a huge amount of policies to look at. So depending on where your vertical is, what you can actually talk about, pharmaceutical being a big one. Um, you know, claims of uh, financial wins are a big one. That's very much similar to like Facebook. Uh, you know, you can't take advantage of someone who is in financial need. Uh, you also, um, you know, need to be aware of if you're, if you work with other brands, utilizing the brand name, right? So do they allow for you to speak well or negative against them, right? So there's just some things to think about there. But ideally, when you're spending that money, you're at this, this kind of like near that bottom of the funnel feel at this point, right? So you've had your organic, you've had your social side working and warming the audience up. You're getting people familiar. Now they're like, yeah, like I remember that product or I remember this name and they're Googling like brand names or they're looking for that longer, we call them like longer tail keyword. It's more specific of what their needs are. And now we're ready to pounce. So it definitely that action oriented, like, Yes, like we will solve your problem. We are going to get you to market faster. We are 24-7, you know, all those benefits that, you know, would stand out or in that timely need, like I would need like that support now. So yes, that you're exactly who I need. So let me see what you're about. Let me see what your pricing looks like. 
what would you say is the one piece of advice you would give to someone who is just starting out with Google ads, but they aren't a copywriter? Because this is something I also see that happens sometimes. You know, again, going to back to that person who's like, I finally got that digital marketer I've always wanted. I asked for Christmas. I asked one for one for Christmas and Santa gave me one. Yay! You know, you have this like entry-level marketer or someone who has, is seasoned, but they're a jack of all trades. Sure. What would be the piece of advice you would give them about copywriting for Google ads? You know, I know you're not, like, I know you're not conf confident with copywriting in general, but if you just do this one thing, you should be okay. Yeah, it would be keep it as human as possible. Really try to just make the conversation exactly what it is. It's a conversation. It's, it's small in words, but make it a powerhouse. Um, Google will offer its own services up to help with copywriting. Uh, it will write ads for any of us out there but now you're, you're going against machine, right? So machine, it's gonna find some data, it's gonna take headlines and mash them up, but it's not the human element. And the human element is still strong. So read the, the ad copy, read it as if you were to be looking for your product or service. Does it make sense? Is it, is it readable? Um, are you actually answering anything that I'm looking for? Are you just telling me that you're the best, right? And then that's where you have that extension of that conversation. Let your landing page fill in the rest of the blank. So make sure that you elevate that benefit, make sure you elevate why you are the best and make it humanable, like human readable so that that element feels real and it feels like somebody that could help me or be the product that I want to buy. That's, that's the most important part. Let that landing page do the rest of the talking for you. Don't try to jam it all in. And take advantage, oh, this is a big one. Take advantage of the extensions inside of Google ads. They're, they're the extension of your voice. So they're What's call an extension? So like they're added opportunity. Um, they don't always fire. So you got a position, you know, in that two, three spot, let's say the, on the top of the page. But these extensions, um, let's just go with call outs. They're literally like benefits that are bullet pointed like across in one line. So it's like 24 seven dot, um, you know, family own dot, you know, like there's these nice benefits. It's a, it's an extra, uh, an extra way you could communicate with your, your potential clicker. Right. Um, and then you can have other extensions where you have like site link extensions, where if you know that this particular keyword and you have some case studies or some white papers, or you have some, you know, testimonials, you have things that also, if they could see might also help sell or continue that conversation. So you create these site links that go directly to that part of your website. So they're not, they're now not going to go to your web or a landing page anymore. Now they're going to go to your about us. They're going to go to directly to the contact form, you know, um, or case studies or downloadable pieces. So it's a really nice way to help also provide opportunity. One, you get more space when you get those to fire. So you own a, more of that real estate. And two, you are giving like everything that you possibly feel is have high value to me as the query person to make that decision even faster because like, okay, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe this ad doesn't feel right, but wait a minute. I want to see what these case studies look like. You know, I want to see what the, I need this checklist. You know, there might be another draw in. 
What would you say are some really great resources that you rely on that could help people, you know, generally with their Google ad strategy overall, but also maybe if they have tips for copywriting as well? What, what are those things that you look to? Yeah, so I actually rely on Google itself um, because I like to see how, like, what the voice and the tone of the keywords that I'm trying to go after look and feel like. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, how can I, can I be any better than that? And if not, how can I take bits and pieces and make my own, own it myself? Um, I, I think that that's probably my first uh, go-to. Uh, there's a lot of good resources like uh, online resources with copywriting, how to write for ads. Google, I believe, has their own uh, educational piece through like their own channel. Uh, YouTube is a great resource. Uh, you can always go to YouTube and look for some videos of some authorities in the space that you know might be able to help you you know write a little bit better. But ultimately, you're building a collection. Like you build like this portfolio of headlines and descriptions, and you're gonna like almost strip them out, and then you take bits and pieces of them, and uh -huh. you know you you test them, and you see which which combinations work the best. Fabulous. Also, I think authorter is now my new preferred. I know. Way of pronouncing it. Authorter. I well, like it. Jason, thank you so much for uh, coming on today. Well, thank you. Thank you very um, much. My last final question. What is your favorite beer to drink while doing copywriting? Ooh, yeah. I would definitely go with a solid IPA. Yes. Yeah. I like to keep it hoppy. What would be your favorite right now? Ooh, you know, Manor Hill IPA is my solid. It's my, every time I go to Manor Hill, I walk right in, I order that right away. I don't even have to look at the board, but then I figure out what else is happening later. <laughs> Manor Hill is my jammy jam. Yes. All yes, right. Yes, yes. Yeah, I would have to pick that. I would also say their grisette is amazing, but people aren't here to learn about our beer picks. We'll, we'll yeah. turn this off and start talking more about beer, but thank you so much for joining me. And for everybody who is listening at home, as always, you can find me anywhere on the internet at Naptown Pint. Uh, and if you have any questions for me, feel free to reach out to me, lmurphy at impactbnd.com. And don't forget to leave a review for Content Lab uh, on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever carrier pigeon it is that brings you my podcast. Not only do I like knowing that you love me and think I'm just amazing. It also helps this podcast get found. But until next week, bye. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Scripted. And with Scripted's new cruise control platform, you can create data-driven content strategies that get results with access to robust analytics. Learn more at scripted.com.